listening to Everyday Engineering, the City of Madison's engineering podcast where we talk about infrastructure, complex topics explained simply, from the water that flows down your drain to the rain and snow that drains into the lakes, by way the curbs and streets we design. City Engineering touches your life in so many ways, explained right now in Everyday Engineering. Right now, there are two Madisons, a town of Madison and city of Madison. But come October 2022, the city of Madison and city of Fitchburg will absorb the town of Madison. What does this mean? This process is called attachment. And really, in a nutshell, means some major changes for those living in the town of Madison boundaries. Here to tell us a little bit more and help us understand the process, share more about what it means to attach, is the City of Madison Planning Division Director, Heather Stouter. Thank you so much for joining us. It's great to be here, Hannah. Yes, it's great, and what a good topic to kind of dive into. This is really important for those impacted especially. Um, before we get started, can you kind of share what exactly the Planning Division is and anyone who may not know, you know, your role specifically within the attachment? Absolutely. So I think I'll, I'll start with some of our broader roles in the planning division. So, you know, with really broad community input, we lead the effort to create and maintain the city's comprehensive plan over time. And the comprehensive plan really lays out our long-term strategy for Madison to accommodate our growth in a sustainable and equitable way over time. And then we also work on smaller scales to complete more detailed planning efforts in redeveloping areas to set the framework for how Madison will continue to, to change over time. And efforts like this are currently ongoing in South Madison. We'll talk a little bit more about the town of Madison in that area today. And also in the East Town and West Town Mall areas. And then sometimes what's, what's most visible in the news and otherwise is on a site-by-site -site basis, we make recommendations on whether and how development proposed by property owners and developers should move forward to implement the city's adopted plans. So when there's a development proposal in a particular neighborhood, often uh, a developer will need certain approvals in order to move forward and break ground on that proposal. And so we're heavily involved in those processes too. Now, I would say one of the less visible things we do in the planning division is to work with other municipalities that surround Madison, towns, villages, and nearby cities to come up with intergovernmental agreements related to our long-term boundaries. As the cities and villages continue to grow, which happens in Wisconsin through attachment of land from, from towns into cities and villages, it can be really beneficial to every municipality involved to have a predictable path as far as regarding when and how that growth will happen. So back in the early 2000s, one of my predecessors was a key leader in this effort. And we have a handful of intergovernmental agreements with towns that, that surround and are included within the city area. And where we sit now in the 2020s, we're starting to see these agreements come to term and we're, we're still working on others. <laughs> I think that, you know, we hear attachment and, you know, this is something that we have done for years, like you just mentioned. I mean, this isn't a new notion, but I think a lot of people also have heard the word annexation. So can you kind of share the difference, I guess, between attachment and annexation? And let's just clear it up before we keep moving forward in our conversation for anybody who's listening. Sure, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, put simply, attachment is a really broad term. It simply means the transfer of land from an unincorporated town to an incorporated municipality, like a city or village in mm -hmm. Wisconsin. Annexation is just one type of attachment, and annexation is really driven by 
an individual property owner who wants to attach to a city or village in order to, um, usually in order to develop their property with more intensive uses that need urban services like water, sewer, and others. Other attachments outside of the, the ones that are driven by property owners um, are more like the one we'll focus on this morning, and, and they can be the result of long-term agreements between governments that lay out timelines for when and which portions of towns will become parts of, of cities or villages. So really, an attachment is a general term, and an annexation is just one type of attachment driven by a property owner. Hmm. Okay, okay. It, 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 that definitely helps. And I also think if anyone's listening to this and they haven't heard specifically about planning, if you haven't noticed already, planning is involved in so much here at the city, which is a wonderful, wonderful service to the community. Um, but I think we often hear, okay, you know, all these obvious city services to residents, but planning really has their hands in so many things, including important things like attachments or annexations. Um, but in this case, we're talking attachment. Um, you know, and you hit on it a little bit, but you know, some of the history of attachment, I think is really interesting because sometimes when people hear of attachment, it's often the first time they hear it because it impacts them directly. But we've, we've, we've done this before. Do you have any history you can kind of share along those lines? Sure, I do. Um, and, and I would say that the, the town of Madison attachment is going to be groundbreaking in a way because it involves so many residents. Sure. You know, within the town um, area that's coming into the city, we have 5,000 residents. And that really is unprecedented. So I want to I wanna set that um, you know, set that aside. But we do have a long history of attaching land through intergovernmental agreements to the city of Madison. Usually it's rural areas in the areas that we're growing into sure. on the edge of the city. For instance, we just attached in late December um, an, an area within the town of Blooming Grove. Yep. Now it only involved a couple dozen residents, but it was a, a pretty large land area. I think it was over one and a half square miles of, of land suddenly attached to the city. So it went from being unincorporated town to within city limits overnight. Um, wow, but, yeah, that's so, a huge so, change. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that, that happened just very recently in December. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, we have other agreements across the city that this will be happening soon. Like the rest of the town of Blooming Grove, sure. which we do have over 1,500 residents in, will attach in 2027. So that'll be the one that's most similar to what we're about to experience in 2022 with the town of Madison. I think, you know, again, the, the big difference with this one is that it involves so many residents in a sort of an already urbanized town, whereas usually mm -hmm. we're attaching largely rural land to the city that's becoming urban as Madison continues to grow. So we're impacting quite a bit more people is exactly. what I'm hearing you exactly. say. So let's talk about that. So the makeup of the town for anyone who may not know, um, you know, maybe people were aware that the town of Madison was in, kind of plopped in the middle of the city of Madison. Um, maybe others are not as familiar, but the town of Madison is a 3.9 square, it's 3.9 square miles of land with about five to 6,000 people. Um, I believe it's about 6,300, what I'm seeing on the website, but I'm sure that can fluctuate as well. But that's quite a bit of people like you mentioned, Heather. And then within the town includes single-family duplex and six units, larger multi-family complexes and a mobile home park. Renter-occupied units account for 76% of the total occupied units in the town. 
So how does this sort of factor or impact our planning for the attachment process, given all of that information? I know it threw a lot at you. Yeah, no, that's that's great. I, I mean, I think the main thing we recognize citywide is that we need a great communication plan for, for this many residents. And, you know, Madison is a majority renter city already, but there are more renters in this area by proportion than what there are in the city as a whole. And so we want to make sure that we're you know, taking a lot of time to figure out how best to reach all of these folks. It can't be just as simple as sending out postcards to property owners. You know, right. we, we need to make sure we have many different ways of reaching them, hotlines, websites, uh, social media, et, et cetera, so that we can, and, and also importantly, a lot of the folks that currently live in the town of Madison speak different languages. And so we need to make sure that we have a strong uh, language access component to our communication. Um, so those are some of the things we're, we're starting to, to work through as we begin um, a robust communication effort in the coming months. Sure, and I can speak to that as well. I'm part of that communications team, and we do have plenty planned, and we're planning to connect with everybody, and um, that is the goal on as many mediums as possible in as many languages as necessary to reach um, everybody so they get that inf information um, so they can make decisions in their lives as well. Um, Fitchburg is also in the mix. We cannot forget our friend city of Fitchburg. Um, so between us and them, um, we're going to kind of absorb this town of Madison, correct? Yep, that's correct. And we're working really cooperatively with them as well. So all of the all of the details were really laid out back in 2002, well before my time with the city, um, on what portions would go to Fitchburg and what portions would go into the city of Madison. Um, you know, of the 6,300 residents you mentioned, the city of Madison will gain about 5,000. Fitchburg will gain 1,300. Sure, sure. Um, and, and so we're, you know, we're working very closely with them to make sure that our communication plans are synced up and that, you know, town of Madison residents who frankly may not even realize that they don't already live in Fitchburg or the city of Madison, so, so that they can be sure to have clarity um, as to, you know, which which city they're going to become a resident in. Sure. So from there's, you know, two parts of this. There's an internal part of this attachment process, and then there's also from a residential perspective, and we'll get to that in a minute. But what sort of things happen in this process from an internal city perspective that we can share? Sure. Well, I think, you know, importantly, almost every city agency is impacted, and especially those who have um, a strong interface with the public, because, you know, we will start um, providing services, city services, to this area all of a sudden in October of 2022. Yeah. Um, some of our services are, are slowly already transferring to this area, like our building inspection services and fire services are already serving um, this area just as of recent months. Mm -hmm. But things like, um, well, certainly voting. You know, our city clerk's office will become responsible for uh, the voting in this area very suddenly. Within just a few days after the attachment happens, there will be a November uh, vote election. Sure, and sure. so that's that's one thing we're thinking about very critically. Um, trash and recycling pickup, street repair, you know, this whole area will become part of our larger um, cycle of street repair and reconstruction within the city. Um, investment and maintenance of parks will all of a sudden be transferred to the city. And so we're trying to get ahead of that all of city agencies are, are really looking at um, ways that this will impact budgets in the long term and um, also starting to g gain a better sense of the, the need and the, the urgency maybe of, of some city investment in this area when it does come in. Very busy. 
indeed. <laughs> Lots to do. Uh, and then from a residential perspective, what can we um, sort of, you know, from that perspective, kind of share what we know, you know, any major changes? Um, and, and then if we want to touch on the financial and get into that, roll into that next question as well, we can. Um, but what can residents kind of expect in this process? Well, I think, you know, a, an access to, to city services and to city representation. You know, they'll, they'll be able to vote as a city of Madison resident. They'll be represented by a city of Madison alder. Um, and they'll be able to, to serve, you know, with ease on, on city committees and, and have a, a more formal voice in, in what happens in the city. Um, I think also, you know, residents and community groups will be able to uh, access city funding programs, whether it be for, you know, affordable housing funds um, or neighborhood grants. You know, th those programs will, will all of a sudden be available to, to residents who have been living in the town, um, you know, for the, for the past. And I think also they'll, so they'll see an increase in service availability, um, representation, and also on the flip side of that, and one thing we're keeping a close eye on is a, a likely increase in property tax for, for property owners. And um, you mentioned earlier that a lot of the residents here are renters. And so that, you know, while, while they may not see directly an increase in property taxes since they rent their homes, um, they may see a pass-through that their, that their property owner or landlord needs to, uh, to, to pass through to renters in order to pay higher property taxes. And that's something we're keeping a really close eye on mm -hmm. um, and something that I think is, is tremendously important to try to make sure that folks living in this area have the choices to remain in this, in this area and sure. have you know, uh, affordable housing choices and opportunities to, to stay. I think that's a huge point. I think that, you know, people, in addition to caring when it starts to impact them, but impact them financially, I think that's a really important part we have to hit on the head and be clear and share information about just so that people can make the decisions best for them. Um, and how do we work with, I'm curious, you know, how do we work with landlords and how do we work with, you know, since this is a highly rented area, um, I guess, how do we work with with landlords or people who own apartment buildings or anything like that, I guess, as a city process, maybe generally, or even just like through an attachment process? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, right now we're in the midst of a, a planning effort in South Madison where we are doing outreach to, to property owners and, and landlords. Um, meanwhile, our building inspection division, which has recently taken over the, the services within the town, is uh, you know doing assessments on the you know the quality of, of housing and, and buildings within the town and, and able to connect with with landlords to address any any issues they see. So I think um, you know property owners are, are our key constituents and, and will be and often can provide real inroads to, to getting in touch with residents that live in their buildings. And so I think we want to, um, you know, connect with connect with them strongly and make sure that we're really reaching um, the residents that they serve. I think that just kind of bridges into our next part of this conversation, and that's communication. And we touched on that, like that we're going to have um, a very um, aggressive communications plan. Um, I helped put together it, worked with you, Heather, on it, um, and Angela Puerta in planning as well, who's awesome. Um, shout out to my partner in crime on that. Uh, but, you know, I think the plan about the communication 
is so huge, like you mentioned. So we will have a full website with information and, and things to connect you to get your answers if you have questions, social media campaign, public information meetings, um, whether those will be in person or virtual will depend on the pandemic. Um, engagement, um, we're looking at ways we can connect, um, you, you know, about all those certain pressure points as well, you know, the election and, and all of these different specific things will have some um, attention toward that and making sure we're connecting and, and, and you know, crossing our T's and dotting our I's on, on certain specific events like that. Uh, you know, we look forward to connecting with everyone in this and helping and, and connecting people to the new resources for the city. But in your experience, Heather, how important is communication during projects like these? And it's not just, hey, by the way, we're, you know, we're, you're, we're going to absorb the town of Madison. You know, if you have questions, let us know. No, mm -hmm. it needs to be very, um, very specific and very um, intentional from what I'm, I'm gathering. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. And I want to be frank that, you know, again, as I mentioned earlier, this is this is precedent setting. I mean, this is a first for us to, um, you know, to suddenly attach an area with so many residents. And so I think, you know, the planning division, engineering, community development, the city attorney's office, the clerk's office, you know, many, many folks across the city have seen this on our radar for years now and realize, you know, we, we really need not just a, a couple months in advance, but we need a year and a half in advance. We need to make sure that we're proactively communicating with residents to let them know um, what to expect. Um, and yeah, I, I can't stress the importance of it enough. I think we've done a lot of work to figure out um, the type of residents and how best to, to connect with them. Again, we're trying to throw out all sorts of communication strategies to meet people at all age levels uh, that speak a variety of languages, all income levels, et cetera. So we're, we're really um, taking a, a very proactive and I think citywide effort to, to maximize communication so that there's minimal surprise when this happens in October of 2022. Absolutely. As we wrap up here, um, I guess, you know, we've touched on some of the other attachment processes with different municipalities in the past. Um, anything that I didn't get a chance to ask you that you feel like is important for anyone who's listening to this, whether it be um, attachment processes that we've done in the past to what we're looking ahead to the future, anything that I didn't ask you that you really want to make a mention of as we wrap up here? You know, I think we've covered it, but I just want to stress again how, um, it, you know, how important it is for the whole city, for all agencies across the city to really take a proactive role in this. And I think we're seeing just a tremendous amount of um, collaboration right now um, with the city and also with the city of Fitchburg and the town of Madison to try to make this process go as smoothly as possible for residents. One last question, and I know that we've, we've fielded this question a little bit and we've worked with the town of Madison. Um, the employees there, um, how are we working with the town of Madison employees, current employees? Yeah, I, so I think, and I don't know the full details of this within the agreement, but I think that if there are opportunities for employment, um, that they can certainly um, compete for those with, within the city of Madison. Um, and, and then if they uh, don't gain employment, I believe there is a, a small severance package that's part of the intergovernmental agreement. But um, I'm probably not the best poised to answer sure. detailed questions about that, sure. that part. That, absolutely, that's fine. But what we do know is that we have tools coming um, toward 
anybody impacted by this, whether it's employees, whether it's residents, whether it's landlords, business owners, property owners, anybody within that boundary, um, we have more information coming um, down the tube, down the line, and it is a lot of work to be done. And um, we cannot thank you enough for joining us today, Heather, and, oh, and sharing. Absolutely. You it's know, it's been a pleasure, and I thank you for all of your work on this effort, Hannah. Yes, well, thank you, and we will definitely have more podcast episodes on more specific topics as we move along, which is part of the communications plan. Um, depending on what the topic will be, we'll make sure that we have people in to have that conversation and make sure that we have all the information that you need as a listener. A couple other tools to keep an eye out for. Yes, the website. Yes, more podcast episodes. Um, if you have questions about the Town of Madison attachment, we will have an email set up soon, uh, townofmadisonattachment at cityofmadison.com. Um, and then again, that website will launch this spring along with a hotline for anyone to ask questions. And again, above all, we, we want to welcome the Town of Madison to the City of Madison. Um, and you know, I, I imagine that the city of Fitchburg has the same sentiment, and we want to make sure that everyone is comfortable in this transition. So thank you again, Heather, for coming. Absolutely. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And if you have an idea that you want us to discuss or dissect or share more information about on this podcast, please send us a message on the City of Madison Engineering Facebook page, because as always, we're here for you every day in engineering. <music>